You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. And welcome and good morning to everybody, or good afternoon as the case may be. You're here live with Dr. Jeff Weber, your host for the next 30 minutes here on Pet Life Radio's only live call-in show, Ask the Vet with Dr. Jeff. And live call-in, that means call-in. In fact, you don't even have to just call-in. You can actually join us online by going on to our website, to the www.petliferadio.com. Click on the Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff tab and follow the link to the Google Hangouts, and you can actually join us live right here. You can actually bring your pet and hold your pet in your arms or just move your camera or your iPhone, and we can see you, we can see your pet, and answer any questions you may have. We are here for you. We're here for your pets. Another the good old-fashioned way to get a hold of us is just to call us, 877-385-8882. It's toll-free. It's that easy. Once again, 877-385-8882. And I want to thank, once again, sponsors, Save This Life, Microchips, and ProSense, and Elenco Lily Makers, Comfortus and Trifectus, and of course, Kong. So before we uh, get started, we have a special guest today. Just some cute things I, I actually read. This is very interesting. First of all, I'm going to give a, a little plug here because there was a report that a raw dairy had to recall a ton of their milk because they found salmonella. And they actually ran their own salmonella testing. And... They didn't test positive at their facility. But one of the steps they take in making some of their raw milk dairy products is it goes through another location and they are mixed with eggs. And the thought now is that the raw eggs were the source of the salmonella, which brings me to my point. You know, a lot of people will eat raw eggs. You know, if you remember the old Rocky movies where you would make that shake with the, the raw eggs. You know, yeah, it looks good. Maybe it's healthy, but it's not because you have potential salmonella. And uh, one of other things about raw eggs, it's in a lot of our raw baked products. Well, they're not baked yet, but the things that we like to eat. For example, cookie dough. How many of you love to eat cookie dough? Well, I love to eat cookie dough. So anyway, my daughter, who was in grad school at the time, getting in her MBA, and this is after being in the Cordon Bleu, so she was a chef, a pastry chef, and she read this article about Nestle having to recall like thousands of cases of their ready-made cookie dough and that you know came in that yellow log I did it was slice it up and put it in the baking sheets and, and bake away well they were eating it raw and we all like to eat it raw I mean I, who doesn't like to lick the bowl right so anyway PS she came up with her company that's called edible so to avoid if you like doing that you don't want to eat raw eggs then and you, yet you like eating cookie dough go for edible and so when I read this story it immediately comes to mind the importance of avoiding raw dairy, raw egg products, especially because of the threat of salmonella. Here's another one. Dog bites, 2015. Okay, this is really interesting. There were a total of 6,549 postal workers that had been bitten by dogs in 2015. That's huge. That was up 14% from last year. So either they're getting slower or the dogs are getting quicker and meaner. But uh, anyway, just keep that in mind. If you have dogs that like to uh, bark and post people, you might want to put them on a tight lead because bites have been up. As a matter of fact, just State Farm alone, one insurance company, just one, spent over $118 million last year on payouts because of dog bites. But even they say it's not always the dog. 
It's a, a lot of times the people who are bitten are just as bad. They're the ones calling for it. And they even conclude that if you have a well-trained dog and good parenting, um, many, many of these bites can be avoided. So also keep that in mind. But that's, that's a hell of a number, huh? I mean, $118 million just to dog bites. So anyway, one. this is a really cute story too. This is about a golden retriever. And what he did was he basically ran out of his backyard. He got out. And you know where he went? He went one mile away to his doggy daycare facility. And he goes <laughs> to the front door and they, they turn around. They see the dog and they don't see his parents. So they call up and say, uh, do you know that the dog is here? So obviously that's a good plug for the, it's called Happy Dog Cafe. I'm going to give them a plug too because any dog who wants to run away from home and run to their doggy daycare facility, that facility must be doing something right. And as a matter of fact, what they did for the dog is they didn't charge him for that day. He got to stay for free. <laughs> As a thank you for the good PR. So anyway, I thought that was a really cute story. Anyway, here we are in the throes of spring, getting closer and closer to summer, just, what, five weeks away. And we want you out there with your dogs. We want you exercising. We want you exercising. We want you and your dogs getting rid of that a few extra winter weight pounds that you probably put on. We all did. And, um, and there's no excuse. It, it's, it's great for bonding. It's great for the exercise. You know, we talk about all the potential restrictions and some of the dangers of being out there. Uh, some of the things we'll go over right now. For example, when you can exercise with your pet, never do it in the middle of the day, never in the heat of the day. Do it earlier in the morning, late in the evening. Remember, of course, that pavement stays hot for longer. So even if you do it like at 6 or 7 or even 8 in the evening, just be aware that the pavement still might be hot because it retains heat for so long. You want to make plenty of stops. And one of the things we always tell you is to bring plenty of water with you. And therein lies the intro to my guest today. We tried to have her on last week. But we had some technical difficulties. Anyway, we are here live with Hope Adams. And Hope created this something really, really cool. It's a company called Dog Sport. And instead of me telling you about it, obviously, who can tell you more about it than the creator herself? So, Hope, good morning. How are you doing? Hi, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Tell us about Dog Sport. Dog Sport is a water bottle cap for dogs on the go. Uh, it's great for both pet owners, it makes life much easier, and lifestyle pet owners, as well as your health, your dog's health and well being. It fits on any water bottle. So basically, I have a little example for you. So there's two size water bottles. You have a standard neck, like a Pepsi or a Coke, or you have the short neck. If your dog sport doesn't fit one size water bottle, you can twist this piece off, and then it fits with the other size water bottle. It also has controlled water flow. So basically, if you have a small dog, you're not going to squeeze the bottle while your pet is drinking it. But if you have a bigger dog, you will. So you, you control how much water you, you, know, you want to give your pet. So that's, it's great for both large and small pets. It looks a lot like uh, one of those hamster things, you know, where you, you can put it upside down and it only delivers the water as they lick. Otherwise, it, it doesn't leak. So it's really good and easy and you don't lose a lot of unnecessary water. Well, you know, you see me people at, like at the dog park. So they, the dogs are pretty good, right? So they, they're used to it. So they sit there with the bottle. They turn it upside down. The dog is lipping the, licking the water, but half the water is falling on the ground. Right. Well, that's so. about the case here. So it's controlled water flow. So if it's a small dog and your pet licks it, it actually bobs, spins, and rolls. So when the, when the like, say like a little Yorkie is licking it, that's when the water will come out. If it's a bigger dog, like my dog Handsome, I have to squeeze it while he's drinking it, and then, I'll, then we figure out exactly how much water he needs. So it's controlled water flow. You're controlling how much water you pet, and it only goes in their mouth. I mean, yes, obviously, something falls. Right so yeah, so let's talk about, for example, did you have a problem with your dog, or what made you come up with this idea 
because you know people that you see a lot of things like you know these cute little containers where it folds it's a little plastic dish that folds over the water on the inside so you can take it with you where how'd you come up what made you think about this idea okay um i actually used to commute to work i lived in new york city and my dog would come with me because i would drop him off at doggy daycare and as soon as we would hit the pavement he was thirsty so we'd have to stop at the nearest deli i'd have to buy a bottle of water then i'd have to you know pour it into and i'd be like do you have a cup pour it into the cup he'd take two licks now I have to get the water from the cup back in the bottle just so that I have more water, you know, for our trip just to work. And everything was wet and it was just so inconvenient for me. And I just, I knew I needed to create something just to make my life easier. So that's how Talk Sport was created. And it's also a keychain, so you can always have it on you. I needed it. And I know, you know, if you have a pet, you definitely experience the same problem. And let's talk about some of the problems that are associated with dehydration. So um, I know you had a good chart. You had um, a great thing you showed me earlier about um, the amount of water dogs need. And, and let's just teach some of our listeners slash viewers kind of how much we should be having our dogs drink every day. Okay. Well, actually, based on average, a healthy dog uh, drinks about a half an ounce to one ounce of water per pound per day. So let's just say if you have like a 65-pound dog, your pet would need anywhere between a quarter to a half a gallon of water a day. So it goes based on pounds. And I have a little chart here as well, which I don't know if you can see it like that. Sure, we can see it beautifully. And that also gives it, tells you exactly how much water your dog needs per pound. So each one of those white things is what? Is that a? That's, that's, eight, that's eight ounces. Eight ounces. That's a cup. So just yes. so everybody can see, and if you can't see, an 80-pound dog should have about 10 cups of water per day. So that's a lot of water. So we have to be really, really careful because actually, they, we're all made of water, and they actually, right. because we, have, we eat food that has water in it, and they, for, especially for dogs who just eat kibble, they even eat more water because they're made of more water than we are, actually. Right. So the problem we see, for example, overheating in dogs, especially this time of year, one of the problems is they're getting dehydration. And dehydration is a very, very serious problem. A lot of our organ functions, as Hope just mentioned, are thriving on the body's water. And if we can't provide that water, then we can get some organ issues, organ shutdowns. I'll give you an example. One of the parameters that we look at for a kidney function is something called the BUN. It's blood urea nitrogen. And BUN is very, very closely related to the hydration of the amount of water, free water in the body. And when we have a very high BUN, it doesn't always mean that we have bad kidney disease. But we talk about something called pre-renal azotemia. And azotemia is the elevation of these kidney enzymes. And often, often, one of the reasons why they are elevated, especially the BUN, simply because of dehydration. In fact, when you have a person suffering from severe dehydration, sometimes they have to go to the hospital. Why are they going to the hospital? They're going to the hospital for what we call IV fluids. And Interestingly, and this is very similar for dogs and cats and other animals, that there's no treatment necessary other than rehydrating. So this person goes into the hospital, they don't give antibiotics, they don't give vitamins, all they give is water, IV fluids, and that can turn everything back on. That's how important water is for the body. So anyway, I hope don't go away. We're going to talk a little bit more about dog sport. Um, we have to take a quick break here, here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the with Dr. Jeff. We'll be back in just a few We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. It's hard to find time for your furry family member. That's where Camp Bow Wow comes in. 
all-day play and overnight camp, daycare and boarding for dogs. Everything is included. Large play areas for fun and exercise. Spacious cabins, comfy cots, even live camper cams to watch from a computer or smartphone. Camp Bow Wow offers the best care and is the place to go where a dog can be a dog. For locations and more information, visit CampBowWow.com. Yuppie Puppy City Kitty provides pet lovers an opportunity to earn up to 50% commission selling our premium pet products. Advocate Gina Brick says the opportunity to share such a quality product line with other pet lovers is amazing. The support of the Yuppie Puppy City Kitty family while working the business is a true gift. Mention special code PETLIFE when you enroll today and receive three additional products free. Find us at www.ypckpets.com. That's ypckpets.com. Looking for the best advice on pet health, safety, and travel? Connect with the Pet Lady. Dana Humphrey, also known as the Pet Lady, will surely be in a city near you real soon. She will be spreading the good news for pets and pet lovers from tips on dog and cat care, pet industry trends, and the best events for you and your four-legged family members. Need a great gift idea or insights on the hottest pet gadgets? Simply follow the Pet Lady on Twitter at Pet Lady World. You can also learn more at the Pet Lady at thepetlady.net. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio Talk and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And welcome back. You are here live with Dr. Jeff Werber, your host here at Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. And we have a special guest, Hope Adams, who is the creator of Dog Sport. And Dog Sport is a really cool device for those of you that have missed it. It's um, something that's very easy to use. It's very convenient. It fits onto any water bottle. And some of them even have a little hook you can hook on right in your belt. So it's, it's great to have with you when you are exercising, when you're walking your dogs. And we were just talking about the importance of keeping our pets well hydrated because dehydration can be very very serious and um, let's face it just as we do our pets need a lot of water and the more exercise the more water they need the hotter it is the more water they need and when you put the two of them together because we're doing a lot of exercising during spring and summer then it's even more important that these dogs get water and as I mentioned earlier, you know, there are a lot of guidelines we talk about. We want you out there. We want you exercising. We want you making sure you exercise earlier in the morning, late in the evening. You know, take care of the feet. We've had a guest on before with some good methods to how to keep the feet protected from the hot pavement. So we want to take plenty of breaks, plenty of breaks in the shade. Understand one thing about dogs. You know, we just talked about before, if you missed it, about this golden retriever who ran out of his own backyard and ran a mile to his doggy daycare facility. So that's loyalty. Dogs want to be with you no matter what. They want to have fun, and they love, they look forward to these exercise experiences to the dog park, to the canyons, to the hikes, whatever. So you have to understand, they are going to keep going. If you're going, they're going to keep going. 
obviously some dogs, especially if the dogs are a little overweight, of course, if they're overweight, you have to be even more careful because they're going to wear out much faster. They're going to get very thirsty. And it's sort of like a vicious cycle when it comes to obesity with dogs is the bigger they get, the less they do. The less they do, the bigger they get. So we have to sort of encourage, we have to force them to get out there and to run and to, and to play, which is great, but we have to be very, very aware, very cognizant of the potential for dehydration. So uh, Hope uh, created the dog sport. So we talked a little bit about it, the importance of water, the amount of water dogs need, which is very important to know. Right. And uh, why not uh, tell us how would someone get some more information about dog sport, about dehydration, etc.? You must have a website. I do. I do. Okay. It's dog Let's hear sport it. USA. Dog what is it? Dog sport. Okay. And um, uh, I, also, I wanted to mention about over drinkers too. Okay. There are a lot of dogs. There, there's underdrinkers and then there's overdrinkers, and that could be really toxic as well because they drink so much so fast it doesn't register to their brain, and they pretty much drown their organs. So that's another thing that, especially if your dog is older or if he's on medication, you have to really watch to see if they're an overdrinker or an underdrinker. It's very important to note about over and underwater drinking. It's interesting that when we have a, a sick patient, and this goes for the humans as well. Hydration is very important. A lot of these animals that are going to be in the hospital, they're going to be on IV fluids. We have to provide not only nutritional support, but water support, hydration. Very important for healing, very important for the organ function, etc. Interestingly, however, I learned something that when people are in hospice, all right, where they are you know, because of a cancer, because of an organ failure, when they're really getting sick, it's interesting that they actually cut back on the amount of water for that very same reason of overhydration. We end up, if the body can't handle it and we're delivering too much, and it's a relative term too much, that actually can start drowning their lungs, the kidneys. Right. It can't handle the water load fast enough as right. these so organs are Right, so, so it actually uh, slows the water, you know, so it, they're getting the It's like almost when they give you ice chips instead of giving you a cup of water when you're in the hospital because they, they're trying to lower your intake of water. So that's how dog sport is helpful for the over for the dogs that are over drinkers because it is monitoring how much water that they're you know that they're getting. So um, I also want to add one more thing. Why I like this product is that if you know if you have a, you're, you have a dog and he's at the park and you know, you take him he had breakfast and what does breakfast consist of typically? Breakfast consists of dry food like you mentioned earlier, a lot of kibble. So then they go to the park. And you, you know, even wait a little bit. You waited an hour because your mom always told you don't exercise after at least an hour after you eat. And now they're thirsty because it's warm, and you give them that bowl of water. They are going to lap up a ton of water, probably more and faster than they need because, like you said, the brain isn't registering yet. Now, I want you to take a th think about what is going on in this dog's stomach as he's got a stomach still probably full or even half full of all this kibble, and then they drink a ton of water all at once. Well, I want you to sometimes take a bowl of dry food and pour, you know, maybe eight ounces, a cup of water into the food. See what happens to the volume of that food. That volume is going to expand. It's going to du probably double. So now you have this dog who had breakfast, then goes out, starts its walk, whatever. Get, it's hot, right? So then he drinks a lot of water. You give him that water bowl. You're at the park and they have a spigot and they add a water, a, you know, a, a communal water bowl for everybody. And this dog is lapping away. Then what happens? He wants to go play again. So he starts to run around and play. He's got this heavy stomach that is full of dry food, water that is expanded. And this is a recipe for bloat. This is a recipe for GDV, gastric dilatation volvulus syndrome, which can be fatal. So again, 
We have to be very, very, very careful that on the one hand, yes, our pets need to drink, but we have to sort of monitor and control the amount of water they take in all at once, especially if they're being very active, especially if they're running and they're at the dog park and they're chasing the frisbee, they're chasing the tennis ball. So another one thing about the dog sport is is very controlled. They get the water, but they, they can't get too much in one big gulp because they're licking it off the spigot itself. And I think it's also a, uh, for that reason alone, I think it's a very smart product to have. So where can people order a dog sport? You can go to the website at dogsportusa.com. And how about retailers? We're in quite a few stores now, uh, a lot okay. of specialty stores, no big box stores yet, but we plan on, on being there soon. Now, I know we have it. I, I was so impressed with it that we have it in our office. Are you also trying to market through more veterinarians as well? Because it's a great thing to have. I am. I am. I am. I'm doing well with vets. Sherman Oaks, some other vets around the, you know, the area. Yeah. You're my favorite, though. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so no, it's uh, yeah. No, no, I'm telling you, it's a really good. It's a very smart product. I'm always impressed by people that identify a problem and then come up with a product that is a solution to that problem, where there's actually a need a, out there. If you have a dog, you really need. I mean, there's nothing more convenient. Get, finding a bottle of water, you you could you could even have a bottle. You, you could drink half of it and then give the other half to your dog. So it's a keychain, so you always have it on you, and it just makes life easier. It's all about pet owners as well. You want to make their life easier. It's about a lifestyle, you know, and as well as your pet's health and well-being. So it's it's just so convenient and it's needed. It really is needed, especially it's like torture. I mean, these dogs are in cars for hours and people don't, they're, they're drinking and doing it. They don't realize that you have to give your dog water. It's so important. And you just mentioned cars, which was going to be my next. What a perfect segue. You didn't even know it. That one last thing we have to talk about and, you know, Hope just made a great point that oftentimes when we go to these places, they're not next door to us. So we put them in the car and we drive. Yes, dogs love to go in the cars, and but it gets hot and so hot sometimes that this is why I'm sure you've heard it a million times before, but I'm going to make it a million one. And that is never leave your dog or cat in a parked car, not even in the shade, not even indoors. Because what happens is dogs get excited. They pant. With the windows open, the cracks that you leave them open thinking that's enough, it's not enough. And between the heat itself, but even if you park inside, it's their own heat. we got to remember one thing. A dog's body temperature is anywhere from 100.5 to 102.5, even when they get excited, nervous, even 103. So every time they're panting like that, that's 100 degree air, okay, that is just coming out in the car and then ultimately in time the car is going to be like a sweat box and then they cannot really control the amount of panting the hotter it gets the more they pant the more they pant the hotter it gets it's just science so what's happening is we are creating a problem so it's very important that never i mean especially during spring and summer but even never never leave your dogs in a parked car i've seen this interestingly when i go up to the snow for my snowboarding I've seen dogs in a car, and it's freezing. I mean, it's 32 less. It's less than that degrees outside, and yet the inside of the car is all fogged up because the dog is panting. So you have to be very, very careful. Don't kid yourself, and uh, you know, make sure there's plenty of water, but don't leave them in that car even for five minutes. I once did a time-lapse photography where we took a thermometer and put it inside a car, parked it. In, it was under a tree, so it was in the shade, but it was outside. In 14 minutes, it got up to 130 degrees in that car. 
So guys, it's really dangerous. So anyway, now you have a solution to keeping your pets well hydrated, to still get out there, have fun, enjoy them, get the bonding going. It's a great time of year to do so. Spring and summer, we love it, getting out there with our pets. And I hope, Adams, I want to thank you so much. Dog Sport. Thank dogsportusa.com and you can either get it online go to your uh, hopefully your specialty pet store will have it but it's a great thing to have it's convenient it's easy it's small and it's not expensive so there's no excuse not to have it anyway thanks again for joining us here thank on pet life radio to ask the vets i want to um, thank again our sponsors the ProSense, and to save this life microchip and kong and elenco makers of comportus and trifexes and uh we will um be lucky enough to see you here next week. Have a great week, everybody. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.